You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. To my friend Nate and all the listeners of this podcast, no one circles the wagons than Nate Descate. Circle the wagons, Buffalo. Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times, here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. Did you guys find out what uh, Mahomes was so pissed about? Yeah, he's pissed mm-hmm. that that touchdown didn't work out for him, I think. <laughs> Pretty sure. Somebody, somebody but said Tony that. was obviously way across. <laughs> that, that never happens. For the if that would they tell me that didn't look like a Bills ending for the Chiefs, like where it was just a perfect play, ends in a touchdown, everyone's going nuts, the stadium's going wild. What a crazy! It's like perfect Frank Wycheck just passed away. They pass, you know, Kelsey passes across the other side of the field. Tony runs it in, completely untouched, touchdown. They're up, right? Well, the thing is, they threw the flag before the amazing part of that play happened, right? So they're oh, committed really? to it at oh, that yeah. point. Yeah. yeah, they have to. So, like, I saw the flag before he passed it back to the – like, before he caught it and passed it back to the other guy. So, like, they had a – they had to stick with it at that point. When you saw that flag, though, you're thinking offsides on the Bills, right? Like, why would they – they never call offsides on the offense. It could have been a hold. Who knows? Yeah, like, I didn't know. <laughs> Hands to the face by the Bills. Something having to do with the Bills is what I figured. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, I kept thinking too, like earlier in the game, there was like the Bills had like third and something at midfield where it ended up being another whatever. But there was a missed defensive hold on the Chiefs on that one drive. Oh, on that game. Yeah. And that could have changed the course of the game. Yeah. They went like, I'm thinking like of stuff like that throughout the game. And, you know, and then the Chiefs complaining at the end. It's like, well, I don't know. I mean, if that's what I don't know if that's what Mahomes was complaining about. I assume it was, but. I don't know. He was livid. I mean, he he had to be held back by his teammates. You think he was that upset? I mean, because who else could he be upset? He can't be upset at the refs for that. Like, he didn't check. The, the receiver's got to check in with the ref on that side of the line of scrimmage to be like, you know, get the okay. Like, I'm good, right? Like, and he didn't, apparently. So, you don't do that. Know. You're you're offsides. It's going to be called or illegal formation or whatever the, the play is. But Yeah, like, you see stuff like that and, like, you know, when, when Diggs does something like that, everybody's all like, oh, Diggs wants out of Buffalo, <laughs> right? <laughs> and now, like, like and Mahomes he, is like, ah, he's just, uh, he's just upset. It's fine. I know. I know. He's passionate. <laughs> he's got, he's got real, uh, real tenacity, that one. He really just wants to win. <laughs> when Diggs does it, though, yeah. it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's the exact opposite. Dude, this might, could this be the unwinding of the Chiefs and, like, the Bills just, like, ascending to that next level 
You know, because when we talked about this a few weeks ago, we're like, okay, the Bills have to go one and two against the next two games, the Eagles and Chiefs. I think, Mike, you said that. And then they have to go three and one the next four games to really have a good shot, preferably four and oh. They went one and two in these two, the last two games. So, yeah, I think it's more than just, I mean, from a, a grand scheme of things, I think it's more than just the Chiefs because they've beaten the Chiefs at Arrowhead three years in a row. I don't think the Chiefs are the problem. I think the Bills get in their own way, right? Mm-hmm. And then Cincinnati also, right? Like, that's been an issue. You look at the standings now, and there's a lot of teams at seven and six, and the Bills are at the end of that line. They're still 11th, right? Hold on, I'm bringing it up right now. I feel like they still need to win out, which they can do. I think they can lose one, but I, but I think I think they got to win out. I think you're forgetting. If- not you are forgetting, but I guess you are forgetting. All those other teams play a lot of games, and they're going to lose, and they're going to drop out. Well, the Bills could lose a couple of games too. Like, the Bills, I mean, no, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> the- that's what I'm saying. Like if if those all teams drop one game and the Bills drop a game too, the Bills lose a lot of tiebreakers. I think they even even Romo said this, but like their conference record is terrible. Can we just mark this down? Like, are we record? Are we starting? Sorry. Yeah, we've already. I wasn't started. paying attention. It, it, five minutes. It says it right there. Yeah, it's been going on, man. You you always complain that we're not recording. You know, you're saying are we? Recording? I'm saying always record, but at least tell me when we're starting. I'm if surfing. We're we're starting. I'm surfing that's the it. Kansas City. <laughs> There's no going back. If he hears the record button, that's it. I'm surfing Kansas City sites, just injecting it into my veins. So good. <laughs> if this was a real studio, the uh, the outside like on air light would be on, and Mike would be like, he'd be like Will Ferrell and Anchorman, be like, I'm on, I'm on. I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't believe you. The last time I start, I was listening. You guys were all talking about ASMR. We were we were crunching. You were slurping. That was five minutes ago, buddy. We're 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 on it. We're on it. But yes, we started. We started for okay. for those for those that are listening. Welcome to Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast. I'm your host Nate. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We are talking about the Buffalo Bills victory over the Kansas City Chiefs, twenty to seventeen, to keep their playoff hopes alive. Uh, what an ending! What a what I I didn't see the Bills coming out of that one. It felt like I mean the Bills were two and six this season in one score games and. Going into this, it's like 17-14, the Bills are winning. Then it's tied up 17-17. You're like, now, now. <laughs> the Bills, like, especially with that botch two minutes before um, before the end of the game, like the Bills were driving, and instead of trying to, like, just get a first down and run some clock, they're, like, throwing bombs to a covered digs. You know what I mean? Like, they're throwing wide receiver screens that have not worked all game trying that and then you know third down and he gets like a shovel pass for one yard and they happen to kick a field goal and the Chiefs still have like a minute 40 left you know to me I'm like you have to run off clock in that opportunity just go for the first down don't go for the score right now go for the first down you know dude if he ran three plays the running game was not working for them the last since halftime or really since the first quarter it felt like if they if they handed it off and right went right into the line and KC called a timeout we would be calling for McDermott's head <laughs> saying you're not aggressive enough you're playing the Chiefs the best team in the league a future Hall of Fame quarterback and the best arguably the best player in the league like oh you got to go for the touchdown you got to keep your foot on the grass you got to stay aggressive if he ran the ball there we would be Killing him if he did not get a first down. I would have preferred. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, of course, always. 
but I would have preferred three like timeouts <laughs> taken as opposed to just the way it ended up. I mean, if Casey scored there though, th- like you saw Allen smiling on the sidelines, then they get the ball back with a minute twenty. True, true. They did have a lot of time. I was kind of like okay I like see, like I lo- love seeing that. Like, hey, fine. <laughs> We'll take the ball and we're going to score. <laughs> Except, don't say that because that that backfires horribly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with Mike on this one. That's gone right zero percent of the time. Whenever someone, whenever someone said we're going to take the ball, and we're going to score. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, the other side of the the ball is trying a million times harder than they ever would have before. Um, I mean, I in the moment, I agree with you 100. I'm like, what are they doing? Hey, I, like, oh. I'm not. I'm not against like take like. Don't get me wrong. I like the idea of being aggressive. That idea and that thought of being aggressive makes sense. I just didn't like the plays that were being called, right? Like, I didn't like forcing it to Diggs. That didn't make sense. It wasn't working all games. Diggs was not, either he was having an off game or he was just covered really well, which he was. And also, I'm sure, held and all those things. It just wasn't his game. Just stop trying to make it, stop trying to make it work, right? Do something else. Like dink and dunk down the field, be aggressive, sure, pass the ball. But when he's covered one on one and he's been covered pretty well all game, now's not the time to try to force it and see if something will happen, right? I, I agree with both of you. <laughs> no, like from 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 your aspect, Nate. Yes, definitely. Some of that. Some of the. I liked a lot of play calling, and I didn't like a lot of play calling. And in those situations where it's like something in long and you're still throwing long passes in situations where it's like, well, just get seven or eight yards and make it more manageable in the next down. I'd rather would have rather have gone with that scenario. Yes. You're playing for the first down, not the touchdown, because even if you get a touchdown, the Chiefs still have, you know, a minute 40 or a minute 50 or whatever to still catch up. Like what you want to do is score no matter what, but take off as much clock. Like you should be playing for like, Second and four, third and two, not like third and 10, you know, where you have to pass the ball. Like you should be playing as if you're just trying to get the next first down, trying to get the next first down, hoping that by the time you get that field goal, which is what they ultimately got, trying to get that field goal, they have almost no time. And not that, you know, Mahomes doesn't need, I mean, because we saw 13 seconds. I know that. But they had the two minute warning and they had two timeouts. Oh, the Chiefs did? Yeah. I think, I just think that negates a lot of Buffalo's ability to run off the clock. Yeah, I mean... But at the same time, again, in the moment, I ag- I kind of agree with you. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> You're going to give it back to them with so much time left. I know. That's, so that's how I felt. But then I'm like, wait, we always kill McDermott for for laying off. So... You can't win. <laughs> can't win. It's like the end of the half, right? Like the Bills had, what, 50 seconds or a minute left before the end of the first half. Remember when they ended that first half with the, with the Hail Mary? I like everyone's killing McDermott for not, you know, doing it like last week with 20 seconds in a timeout, not running a play. And this is what happens when we gave this time, small sample size, we gave Allen the ball with a minute left and like one timeout or two timeouts. I don't remember. And they couldn't kick a field goal, right? Not saying it was the wrong call. I still think it was the right call, but we always take it at face value that if Josh Allen gets the ball with 20 seconds in a timeout, that's enough to score a field goal. That was not the case, you know, at the end of the first half. It's okay. Do you do you think that's indicative of McDermott like hearing criticism and changing? Yes. Like I can like I've never agreed with the idea of like oh it's it is who somebody is they can't change. Like a hundred percent. If you come to me and you're like hey you're gonna get fired if you keep doing this, okay, I'll completely change. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> 
It's like Ken Dorsey didn't, though. <laughs> so sometimes, well, I mean, we don't really know if he was forced to or not. But yeah, yeah, you would think so. I, th- I That's a great point, Mike. I think that McDermott looked at that and was like, maybe I can improve. I mean, he's always preaching growth mindset, changing, evolving, being better, right? This seemed like it was an example of that for once. So I think so, for sure. Yeah, so give credit where credit is due, right? So um, don't you think like, and I, I don't know if it's um, like certain events have an outsized effect on like how we perceive things, I think, right? Like when we were growing up, Tampa Bay was the laughing stock of the league. So I'm still always like, ah, oh, Tampa Bay sucks. But the bill, like for me, Kansas City is still like the team, like the best team. Like the record, maybe not, but they're the standard. They're the team I least want to play. Like they're the Super Bowl favorite. They're amazing. Like Andy, from top to bottom, they're um team I'm most scared of. Like I would not want to play. It's, we can't play them in the Super Bowl, of course, but we play them in the AFC ch- Championship game. So, like, I I don't think there's anybody the Bills can't beat. I agree. Uh, rather than you know, think, would you be more scared of maybe the Forty ers Maybe maybe the Forty ers Maybe the. I mean, we played the Eagles. I mean, that's that was a winnable game for sure. So the yeah, the Forty ers I feel like the Bills. Hmm. There's there's no one in the AFC that scares me completely, but I still think. This is the most open it's ever been. But any team on any given week can win. Like the Bengals could possibly make a run, potentially. Like they're not out. But would I bet that they could beat a Mahomes-led team? Like probably not, obviously, but they could. I mean, they made they made the, the Colts look silly. The Colts are still vying for a wild card. If you had to play somebody again, Eagles or Chiefs, who do you think the Bills beat mo- most of the time? Is this in Philadelphia with Sean Hockley referee? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I, right. the, Chiefs, the Chiefs, I'm I'm sorry, sorry, the Chiefs. I'm sorry, the Eagles. I'd rather play the Eagles. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poorly phrased. My apologies. Yes, like that Eagles game. Like so many of these things just go right. Like if so many plays could go either way in that Eagles game, and same thing tonight. Yeah. Like it's close. They're both I'd probably. I probably is close. But the divide between the Bills and the teams that are supposed to be the leaders of their conferences is minimal at this point. And it could go either way. The Bills could lose if they play the Eagles again head-to-head, but the Bills could definitely win. I guess that's my point. Like, the chasm is, like, the widest it's ever been, at least especially in the AFC. Like, the NFC, I think there's three teams you really have to worry about. But besides that, like, I mean, I still think they're beatable by the Bills. It's tough because the Bills should have won so many more games than they have. Yeah, I mean, if you... and they might still miss the playoffs. But doesn't this feel like two years ago when they had, I think they had the same record at this point and then just ran the table. Went 11 and 6, yep. And won their that'd division. Be pretty, that'd be pretty like sweet. Well, they won the one division, but that, that'd be pretty got sweet. Got rid of the losses. And... <laughs> yeah. Hell, the Jets did us a solid today, beating the ah, Texans. That was one thing. Woo. Yeah. There that's weren't too great. many other good things, but because Denver won and Colts, though, right? And the Bengals won. How about all, the those, Colts? all these quarterbacks have gone down this year. Herbert's out. There's been a lot of AFC quarterbacks that got hurt this year. That's right. Herbert's out, out now, too. Yeah. I mean, this is, it's like. Were you, uh, sorry, completely changing the topic. Go ahead. I was just going to say, it's just Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen right now with Josh Herbert down. Or with, I mean, Herbert, I mean, the, the, the Chargers are five and eight. They're not going to make the playoffs anyway. At this point, but like Russell Wilson, maybe you shut maybe. Herbert down. Time for the Bills. CJ Stroud went down. John, to your point, Stroud went down with a concussion today against the Jets. Um, yeah, what were you? So what were you going to say, Mike? 
By the way, by the way, real quick, since we're changing subjects with whatever you were going to say, Mike. Wait, why don't we change it to mine? <laughs> no, we are. But this episode is brought to you by the Twinspire Sportsbook at Delago. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> quick sponsor. <laughs> if you're in the Western New York or Central New York area, check out the Delago Resort and Casino and Exit 41 off Route 90 in Waterloo, New York. So should we still be putting- Oh, that reminds me of something else. This is the first time in my life, I think... Um, a betting company like the house has offered to like the cash out has actually, it hasn't yet gone back to where it <laughs> like my original bet. <laughs> but like last week I bet like on the bills to win the Super Bowl, right? Cause the odds were so long. And then as soon as you make the bet, it's like, nah, we'll only give, if you want to undo this, we'll give you a tiny percentage of your money back. <laughs> so you're like, man, somebody's an idiot here. And, uh yeah you just feel like man i am one pathetic loser if if i bet ten dollars and it ins- the cash out is instantly goes to four <laughs> but it's starting to creep back up like i've never had that happen <laughs> feels good now it's not yet it's not yet back at 10 <laughs> but it's it's damn close <laughs> i i was gonna say you you go undefeated and uh, the bills go undefeated, and it goes up to eight dollars. <laughs> like, what were the odds when you bet it? What what was it at plus what? It was I think bet twenty bucks, and you win a thousand something. Oh, nice! Uh, plus five thousand, five thousand, five hundred, five thousand. Damn! Yeah. I'm gonna go put a bet in right now. <laughs> um, I was just gonna say I can't believe Mahomes. I mean, not that I can't believe, but like, um, it was interesting. I thought his reaction was uh uncharacteristic not yeah not as stoic as like act like you've been there before and like um just very surprised like clearly up i think he was upset about the offsides like i think a lot of people think oh he was upset about the 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 kelsey play the touchdown that wasn't that got called back but i think he was upset about was it von miller being offsides potentially somebody somebody Um, tweeted that to us yeah mm, did they did they show the replay i didn't see it I haven't um, been able to find that anywhere. No. Um, I believe it. I mean, look at Von Miller. Oh, I'm yeah. Just... <laughs> so, like, no no opinion one way or the other. We're just got away with one. Every yeah. single play, there's something. And just for him to react that way, it's like, geez, it's kind of come down a couple pegs. And I think a big part of it is, like, you look at their last, you know, what was it? Have they lost three of the last four or four of the last six, something like that? Like, it's come to a head now. It's obviously they're an easier division. Like they're still going to win their division probably, but it, I can understand the frustration over the course of this mid part of the season, losing that many games. The way that Mah- smashing, like smashing your helmet and yell like John, at, like the like for that having like, to be geez. held back by like yeah, yeah, that was that was different. You know, it, it, all game before that. Now that was anger. I looked like, and I don't watch a whole lot of Mahomes to be honest, but. He was just like his just like crybaby looks to the sideline. Like they showed him so much, obviously, like way more than they ever showed Josh Allen looking at the sidelines. But just like, oh, come on. But not just like anger, but just like, you know, like petulant. petulant. <laughs> it's like when we used to play Madden, Mike, and you'd be being my, me by four scores and be like, oh, the stupid, oh, the, the, the game's mm. against me. <laughs> I shouldn't have fumbled that three times, right? It's just like mm. crybaby sort of mentality as opposed to like, you know, come on, let's do this, right? Like it was just, it was weird. And then, and then I forgot the second thing I was going to bring up. What did you say? What did you? What were you just saying, John? I was going to say something off that. 
Oh, it's weird that they cut to Mahomes more times than they cut to Taylor Swift. <laughs> uh, this is funny. She was there for that game. Yeah, you're right. John, we should be here. I remember what we should be rooting for. Like you said, they're probably going to win their division, but they're only a game up from the Broncos. If they have the same record, do the Broncos have the tiebreaker because they just beat them? No, they're one and one. I think. I think the Broncos lost to the Chiefs earlier this season, so they're one and one. Never mind. I was going to say we should start rooting for the Broncos because the Broncos have the head-to-head over the Buffalo Bills, but the Chiefs don't. So if there's any way that the Chiefs can lose that division, that would help the Bills. I think. I don't think it's going to happen. I think we want to Denver to lose. <laughs> uh, we get, well, they got to lose. They got to have so the Bills have the same record as them right now. So we need them to lose a game while the Bills win one. And yeah, we went out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, cause just like all the other teams, right? There's like four or five teams at seven and six, but we're last. Yeah. So we need all the like we need to win out. There's, there's I don't think we can lose a game. I think we can lose one. The Bills- and if if we do, it has to be next week, right? NFC team. Maybe I don't know. I think we should I win. Think out. There's so much. So we much. We got to win out. We got to win out. Left to play. And I think they can win out. I'm not. I'm not saying that they can't. I'm. But I'm saying that they should, and that they they, they almost have to. They almost have to. The next game is what against are, the Cowboys in Buffalo. What are What are the playoff odds? Do we know that? Like, what are they right now? Even without factoring in if they win out or not. Like, like right right at this moment, what, what are the playoff odds? Bills are. 39% chance to make the playoffs. They were like at 17 last week. So what do you want to say? If the Bills beat the Cowboys, they go up to 65 60, 60, oh, it's still calculating, 60%. Right, and that's against an NFC team. Yeah. Well, I guess that Bills-Chargers game is looking a lot better if Herbert's out. Um, let's say the Bills win every game, but here I'm going to share my screen with you guys so you guys can see what the hell I'm doing. So if the Bills win every game, but the Cowboys game... chance of winning. If they win out, 99% chance of getting there. If the Bills win every game except the Dolphins, 60%, basically. 60-61%. Bills win out. They're almost guaranteed to make the playoffs. Wild card. They don't even give you chances to win the division. They're like, you're not winning the division, (laughs) no matter what you do. Did you guys see anything about the Andy Reid press conference after the fact? Like He was complaining like usually they get warnings about those kind of... Offside calls. Like, what? What? You do? <laughs> Isn't that what preseason is for? Like, Jeez. He's like saying the quiet part out loud. Is he really blaming the refs? It's, it's, it's different if it's like an iffy call, like a holding call or something like that. But if you line up in the incorrect spot, can you expect the refs to bail you out and to tell you what to do? These It sounds like they're reeling, doesn't it? It sounds like they're on tilt. <laughs> like... And like I said before, like they called, they threw the flag before the big play happened. Yeah, I would, suspect, I would suspect if the big play happened and then they saw whatever, they might have looked the other way. Wait, they threw the flag before the big play. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, they I, saw, the they saw him. He lined up off sides. He threw the flag, and then like, oh, Kelsey caught the ball and threw it, and oh, you guys out shown. Well, the flag was already thrown at that point. If yeah, if if it, if it had to be at that point, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like they threw it after a huge play happened. Yeah, right. They well, not just a huge decided. like that. That might be top ten NFL history. Yeah, to like that. Not to um, elevate the Chiefs any more than you need to, right? But like maybe maybe to end the game, it'd be top ten. But just like in Arrowhead, comeback win like that. That that was that would have been. If you weren't a Bills fan, that w- that would have been amazing. Doesn't play. it? Like, can we just put this all in perspective as Bills fans? 
talking about the podcast like in the moment we just finished watching the game as we're recording this basically and it's like wouldn't that have made sense that that's how the bills lose the game <laughs> like aren't you looking at that before you knew there was a penalty you'd be like this makes sense like i can see this happening <laughs> like this just if it were to end the game to i think the game. With time left looking at allen two time like hallelujah they finally have two timeouts um i would have loved to see if they can i'm gl- i mean i'm glad it ended the way it did but i'm not jumping off the bridge till the minute 20 good 20 is elapsed i th- i th- I think eventually the Bills will put it together. And I think Josh Allen is the MVP of the league the way he that that throw falling out of bounds, know where you are. Two guys pushing you, come on. That play that's sweet. Insane. Can we talk that's gotta be the sweet sassy molassy play of the game, right? Like for sure. For sure. Him like going out of bounds, just throwing it and then not only that, there's like 10 things that happen in that play because <laughs> Latavius Murray just happened to catch it and then he fumbled it right away. <laughs> It goes, but it doesn't Even, go to I, I think the catch, like because they called the the Kelsey, like at least it was kind of consistent. It was, yeah. Um, you could you could make the argument that that wasn't a catch, mm-hmm. too. I think um, I, I agree completely. I thought they were both not catches, but mm. they were consistent. So I was like, all right, well, they called the one the one way, they called the other <laughs> one the same way. Oh my gosh, what what just happened? At least you're consistently wrong. I didn't think either one was a catch. <laughs> Me either. Me either. I thought they were both they were both fumbles <laughs> or incomplete passes or whatever. Yeah, that they, consistently they're consistently wrong. Thank God <laughs> for both of us. But yeah, uh, that's what kills you though. That's what killed us in the in the Eagles game was that they weren't consistent and then they completely skewed away from the Bills. Right, like so this play didn't go for the Bills and neither did the one that should have been called the same way against Eagles. So. Uh, on that play, I, th- I think it was the one where it was is it Gabe Davis? Yes. It's just like rolling around on the ground, yeah, looking like you're making a snow angel or something. Like I did, it looked like he what knocked it doing? out with the one hand, like knocked it out of bounds, which is what you want to do in that position. You want to knock that ball out mm-hmm. without making it look like you're trying to. <laughs> well, I think you can knock it out there, right? Oh, like, you can. You, okay, and then it would go back to your team. Okay, I forget what the rule. Is. Oh, you can't knock it forward. That's what it is. You can't like gain yardage from that point. Like okay. most people would fall on it, right? And he's on his back somehow. <laughs> Par for the course for Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's trying. Did he have a? Did he have a catch? It's, I don't think he did. Let's see. Uh, Gabe Davis like... had two targets, zero receptions. I mean, I know we saw the one where like he was streaking down the middle of the field, completely wide open, but Josh was just pressured too quickly he didn't see him um so he went to the side he went to dalton kincaid which he threw a decent pass he was just out of bounds um too high for kincaid but pretty good for like an all-out blitz i mean this is the, the chiefs like say what you will about their offense like they have a really good defense so as much as like you know josh allen looked good he didn't look great or dominating like there's a reason why like the chiefs are have like one of the best defenses in the entire nfl like it's not their offense to like they have the worst uh since Mahomes has been starting, they have the worst points per game on offense um, this season than they've ever had. I would say if they win the whole thing, this is going to be amazing. Like looking back, I, it's almost like you wish you could enjoy it more in the moment. I know. You'd be like, wow. That, like, that play. Like you, there's so much on the edge of making even you're, like you're edging every week. Like, are they going to make the playoffs? If they do, they can win the whole thing. <laughs> I'd like to think I wasn't edging during this game and I finished at the end, but you know, I'd like to, yeah, I'd like to finish after the Super Bowl for sure. Um, ride that edge. 
leading receiver for the Buffalo Bills. Guess do you guys have a guess of who the leading receiver was for the Buffalo Bills? I would say Cook, right? Same. Cook. Five receptions like, on was five it, targets. Did, did they all come in the first quarter? Like what? No. Did he do what a, happened a in the second flip half? and puncture lung and got taken? Like I don't. What happened? There were times where he came out of the backfield where I'm like, he's open. Like pass it to him. And then Josh keeps looking downfield and runs around for a little bit, then runs out of his pocket. You know, like he usually does. Like he's right there. It'll get you six yards, seven yards, right? Like that's all. Mm-hmm. That's fine on second down. Just take that. Um, but yeah, what I thought in general. Like how how refreshing was it that Joe Brady was even using the running backs in the pass game? Like John, you've been saying that because you've been a big Captain Cook fan. Like you're just like that's why you drafted him. Like use him the way he was used in Georgia. Pass him the ball and look what he did with it. He was the league. If you guys want to put someone on the sweet sassy Milan, or uh, I'm sorry on the Wall of Fame for this game, I definitely put Cook up there. If not the guy on the Wall of Fame, like he had an amazing game. He had. Uh, stats wise, he had 121 yards from, or I'm sorry, 141 yards from scrimmage and one touchdown. Like that's a, that's an incredible game. And I know Josh Allen, you know, obviously had that amazing play. We just mentioned like statistically a pretty good game, 23 for 42, 233 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Um, but cook, man, cook was a huge part of this game. Yeah. Love cook. He'd probably be uh, a close second for me, but like, I got to put the defense up. I mean, holding the Chiefs to 17 points and they've been banged up all year with key players out for the season. It's got to be the defense still. Hyde went out this game too. Epinesa went out after that first batted, uh, batted yep. interception. Yep. And Milano's been out. White's been out and all this other. Daquan Jones has been out. Defense to hold the Chiefs to 17 points, a potential Super Bowl team. I'm got to give it to them. I can't give it to anybody in the offense. It, 20 points. But Cook would be would be up there if I had to pick an offensive player. I give it to Cook, but I, I think the defense I mean the defense did play a hell of a game. I mean, how many turnovers did they have? Two turnovers, right? One interception and one fumble recovery. Yeah, I mean they did their job. For sure. Mike, do you have any other honorable mentions or anyone else that you'd put on the well you wouldn't put would you put Allen on the wall? I would just say I just think the golf between maybe Allen, Mahomes, Bur- like it's widening, especially in and- you, if you consider durability, we're talking about these quarterbacks going down left and right. Man, thank goodness it's not Allen. Um, I just think he's separating himself so much on certain plays, like his ceiling to just will them to victory. Like as much as Cook is amazing, like for me, he kind of disappeared the second half. And I don't think he's as head and shoulders above a replacement running back as we saw. Like the Bills are throwing other guys in there who are succeeding with varying degree like for me it's geez this season it's Allen and everybody else but to john's point like awesome of course by the defense but it's just like they, they're dropping like flies and you're plugging and playing guys yeah no kidding i mean without i mean Allen didn't even throw to dig so uh like stefan digs stat line he was the fourth leading receiver four receptions on 11 targets for 24 yards no touchdowns like i mean he's been absent from the Bills' offense last few weeks, and how do you not scheme him open a little bit more though? Right, yeah. like I don't know <laughs> something like we know Kelsey's going to get the ball, and when it's like third and eighteen, somehow he gets it. Like I know how can they do the same thing motion, with Stephon do, Diggs? Yeah, yeah. something, um, something. Yeah, I mean, luckily the the Chiefs have a really good secondary, but still, I mean, the Bills have a good secondary, but Travis Kelsey is always. I mean, he's there. That's why the. 
the Chiefs were having some issues like the last few games was that they were covering Kelsey so well. I had a Joe Valerio on from the Believe in Chiefs podcast, ex-Chiefs offensive lineman. Uh, we were talking about that. He's just like, besides besides Kelsey, they really don't have anything else in the receiving room. He's like, we're even missing like Juju Smith-Schuster, believe it or not. Like they're actually missing him. He brought an element that they don't really have right now. So yeah. Yeah, you're right, Mike. I, I, I agree with what you're saying about Allen because without Allen, this team... I mean, the difference between losing Cook and losing Allen, I mean, there's just no... <laughs> I mean, Allen basically did this as if Stefan Diggs was injured almost and still won the game, right? So, uh, yeah, hats off to Allen, for sure. Honorable mention. Um, what what about Wall of Shame? Who would you put on your Wall of Shame for, for this one? I think for me, it's easy. I put Diggs on it. And I don't necessarily know it's all his fault, and I don't think I've ever put Stefan Diggs on the Wall of Shame. But, I mean, this has just not been his game. And I don't know if it's because they're not scheming him open, so it's not maybe all his fault that he's there, but it didn't look good. He dropped a few passes tonight, passes that maybe only would have gone for a yard or two, but he just dropped them, right? You know, it it was like he was, it wasn't but his night. I mean, Snead is playing like all pro level, isn't he? Like yes. And just like they're double teaming, they're rotating coverage, like they're just doing anything to not let, take, like, I'm torn. <sighs> Well, who would you would would there be someone else or something else that you'd put on besides Diggs? It it just felt for me like a weakness was the offensive line, like Allen not being able to set his feet and look downfield, like still a superhuman effort, but offensive line, it it just felt like and a few holding calls too, besides the mm-hmm. lack of yeah. pass blocking. There was one time. I mean, I know that they sometimes scheme, so there's going to be a free rusher based on their you know their pass blocking, but. Uh, that one, do you remember that one time yes, the quarterback yes. gave free run yes. and then Allen turned like his, a head fake, his head fake. Turn? Yeah. He looked like he like, he broke his ankles on that mm-hmm. one. Almost just like when, like how many quarterbacks can do that? Like, geez, as much as people don't think he, Josh Allen is athletic as far as like, Oh, he just runs over guys or just hurdles them or whatever. Even though that's a very athletic feat to hurdle someone like he's very quick in short spaces. You know what I mean? Like he's not. He's not maybe as fast as as Mahomes, quick or like fast, like distance wise, but like in a phone booth, like he's not. He's pretty quick. He can make moves. So, John, any, anyone you'd put on your wall of shame? It's tough for sure. Uh, I would tend to agree with Mike on the offensive line. Um, yeah, I think I'd go with that. Um, Joe Brady, I, I saw things that I liked and saw things I didn't like, uh, but. I think the, the protection could have been a little bit better at times. There, there, there were times where Allen had lots of time, but I think in general, it could have been a little bit better. I mean, the Chiefs also have three really good pass rushers. Like, they have three guys that almost were double-digit sacks going into this game. Like, they, they have they have really good pass rushers. I mean, the Bills do too, don't get me wrong. But here, here's so we talked about Sweet Sassy Molassie plays of the game. We had, uh, we gave one to that Josh Allen pass. I mean, that has to be it. But like, there's a couple of other plays that I wanted to mention. Obviously, the AJ Epinesa batting the ball to himself for the interception, like right before he got injured on that play and left the game. Like, that was an amazing play by Epinesa. Unfortunately, the injury caused Von Miller to go into the game more. Uh, and unfortunately, that that interception didn't lead to any points because the Bills like punted right after that. Uh, it felt huge, though, didn't it? It did. Like at the time, absolutely. Um, the, Such an athletic play, for sure. Um, the the other play I just wanted to give a shout out to was on the last series of the game for the Chiefs. It was third and fifteen, and 
um, Ed Oliver batted the ball away. So it was just a four. It went right to fourth and 15, right? Like amazing play by Ed Oliver that the bills hardly ever bat the ball down. And to go from like, instead of, you know, third and four or whatever it would have been, no matter what, if, if, if Mahomes had made any sort of completion at all to fourth and 15, I mean, felt like a freebie. Cause you're like, oh man. They're probably going to get two shots. <laughs> They're probably still going to get. It. I mean, they got a third and eighteen earlier in the game, right? Like, yeah. why wouldn't they get a fourth and fifteen? It was like a lame duck pass, like floating across the middle of the field. And, oh, there's Kelsey. <laughs> oh, it wouldn't even be Kelsey. It'd be like their fourth string wide receiver, right? Just, just fading out of bounds. Toe taps both in. <laughs> uh, so those were that's every the stats of the game. Wall of Fame, Wall of Shame. Um, Sweet Sassy Molassi plays of the game brought to you by the Twinspire Sportsbook at Delago. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you guys want some hot takes from Bill's Mafia? I love hot takes. Who doesn't like a good hot take? So every time, if you're not following us, please do at CTW Pod um, on Twitter X. Uh, and after every game, I say, you know, Bill's win or lose. What's your hot take? Bill Lasso writes, Shawnee Mack was listening to the press and it worked. He did not call the same soft defense. He brought pressure at the end. Wall of... Wall of Shame. He must be Wall of Shame. Wall of Shame needs to be Ty Dunn and Kadarius. Also, JFB has created a night and day difference on offense. JFB. You guys know who JFB is, right? Joe. Yes. F- okay. <laughs> Joe freaking Brady. Um, what? Yes. Um, so, no. So, I just wanted to point out the, the soft defense versus pressure at the end. So, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Like, they... They brought the pressure against Denver and lost, and they didn't against Philadelphia and lost. So it's a risk either way, and you just have to guess right. But couldn't you just not do prevent, but still send another <laughs> another guy rather than just rushing the the front four? And that's what I I felt like that's what right. they were doing this time. 
Well, it's, yeah, I can see It that wasn't like an all-out blitz. Denver did seem more all-out than it was this time. So, yeah. I, yeah. It doesn't have to point. be a suicide blitz as, like, Madden would have, <laughs> right? Like, there's a reason why it's called a suicide blitz. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, agreed. Like, God at least damn, one or two. John is the most agreeable I've ever seen him. <laughs> Dude, after a win, man. Well, if, if you make a good point once in a while, that'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> it's not so much. Re- it's very motivating now. I got I do have to say. <laughs> Always looking for John's approval I'm, now. I'm just, trying to, I'm just trying to build you guys up. <laughs> Always try. Yep. Yep. What? He's been nagging me for years. <laughs> it's worked. You've been like dying for his approval now, and now, now you have it. It's worth so much more. Um, just like your dad. Like, come on, dad. Like, don't you believe in me? <laughs> what did you guys think about? I like what he said. So, so Bill Lasso brought up a few different things. Like, he play, he'll play with you one time, and then you'll be looking for that forever. <laughs> Push you on the swing. He's like, ah, I did my job. <laughs> I did my job. <laughs> I'm done for the rest of my life. I did that one thing. <laughs> That's all fatherhood was for our dads and the generations before him. Like, ah, I looked at him a few times. That's good. <laughs> uh, so the Ty Dunn article, like we haven't discussed that as a podcast, obviously. I kind of stood away from it. Um, but like, John, you mentioned you weren't really happy with it. I didn't like the timing of it because it's and, – and I knew that it was like perfect for sharing an article. And I've talked with Ty yeah. Dunn, by the way. Like we've had him on yeah. the podcast once and, and interviewed him. And super nice guy. I mean, of course, you know, we're promoting his work and stuff like that. But, I mean, I've talked with people that are nice and some people that are fine. Like no no real jerks or anything. And he wasn't fine. He was a really nice guy and very cordial. So uh, it's interesting you mentioned timing because it's – Four years after the fact. I meant timing like in this season. Yeah, why bring it up now, right? Why not bring it up in the off season? (laughs) Four years. Four years ago. And it was already dealt with and done. For those now and now they're in right? Yes. A lot of players and and you look at the rest of the article, it does feel very much like a hit piece in trying to pump himself up and gain credibility to be, you know, go on to bigger and better things. And that's what it feels like to me. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I honestly didn't read the article completely uh, when it came out, but I mean, I just been seeing bits and pieces of it. Uh, it definitely might be that people said he had an axe to grind because he wasn't given media credentials for his uh, his blog um, go long, and so people thought he had an axe to grind. I I don't know about that, but I, I agree that the timing. Maybe you said four years later. Like I just meant the timing in this season to do that. Like right before the biggest game of the year. Like to post that article and then possibly divide the team. It's like this is as a fan, like this is the last thing we need is the Bills to like deal with another outside pressure, right? Like we already dealt like the the bye week brought Von Miller, you know, and that domestic violence accusation, um, arrest, I should say. So I don't care if it was this week, last week, or next week. It's just four years later. Why didn't he do it four years ago when it happened? I haven't been following it closely either, but maybe it just came to his attention now. Maybe. So for those that don't know, he like wrote that Sean McDermott, which Sean McDermott had to apologize for, said something to the effect of like before the 2019 training camp or during training camp that the team had to come together like the terrorists did for (laughs) 9-11. Like that's not that's like probably the worst analogy you could think of, like of a coordinated effort of people coming together and like kind of (laughs) succeeding. That was isn't isn't McDermott a veteran himself? Like, no, no. I thought he was. No, I don't think so. Well, either way, he did apologize that 
same day that it happened in 2019, right? I believe so. And then he apologized just again, even though probably half the team isn't on the squad anymore. You know, so he has to apologize to people that weren't even there when it happened. And from what I understand, I think they might even might, might have mentioned it on the broadcast. Mike Hyde and Josh Allen stood up after and said, you know, stand behind McDermott, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I mean, Eric Wood talked before the – I was listening to his uh, pregame discussion, and, you know, he's like, I I played for Sean. He's like and, – and he demanded a lot. He's like, but I loved playing for Sean. He's like, so when you hear these – you hear these things, he's like, they can't, they can't be taken – at face value as that's the kind of person he is because he's not that kind of person. You know, it's just what people think of when they hear it. Right. Did you, <laughs> did you guys see the SNL skit on it last night? I retweeted it. I think you might've seen it, John, Mike, like the weekend update. Bit? Yeah. The weekend update bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got to admit, like as a bills fan, I'm like even when the bills get made fun of, I'm like, okay, that was kind of funny. <laughs> so for those that didn't hear that, basically real quick, they said that Sean McDermott used a uh, an analogy of 9-11, the terrorists coming together. He's like, I'd, you know, to come full circle, when Osama bin Laden was bringing together the terrorists to do 9-11, they said, don't be like the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> so I was like, that, that's that's pretty good. That's fair. <laughs> they, they earned that one. Anytime you can bring in a four Super Bowls joke and it's creative, it's done creative, I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm past that point. Brendan writes, no one but Allen on the offense shows up second half ever. It's just a ton of three and outs unless Allen does something amazing. All the while, the D bends and breaks, letting the other guys into the red zone like a hot knife through butter. <laughs> yeah, where where it feels like, I, I love what Brendan said, don't you? Because it's hard to disagree with any of that because... When was the last time you saw a player on the offense make a big play in the second half, right? Like a huge play. Like Hardy had that one really great catch, but I mean, who's who's killing themselves to make a play, I guess? I don't know. Just dropping passes, it feels like. Big R writes, we aren't making the playoffs if our second halves continue in this fashion. See, I didn't even think that was a major theme of this game. It was first and second half, but great point. I mean, we scored 17 points in the first half and or 14 points rather and then they scored six points in the second half but like like kansas city they scored seven and then ten seven and ten yeah yeah so they didn't do that much better yeah true i think i think that they're just i think big is just basically talking about how the whole season's kind of been first and second half for the buffalo bills you know remember a few years ago it was like the third quarter was the worst quarter for the bills and then they'd pull it together in the fourth quarter they're just not really doing it as much in the fourth. Yeah. And like, I know they threw that one statistic about like, since 2021, like eight and 23 or something like that for like close games last year. I I felt like they did significantly better than other years. And I don't know what the difference is. Maybe luck. I don't know. Yeah. I think sometimes it's just law of averages, right? Regression to the mean, the bills were seven and three last season in close games. And now this season, they're what, three and six? Like, that's kind of almost a mirror image of last season. I don't know if we can expect them to be seven and three or six and four or eight and two every year in close games. If they're going to win out, they're going to win a couple of those games. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, they do. AJ Tharpwright's great win, but it's not a good sign when Knox has better hands than Diggs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Is it is it me or does he not want to catch screen passes? That's a that's a good point. He did not look like he was looking forward to that. I will say that not only to Diggs, but to a couple of different players, they look like there are some hospital balls out there. Yeah. 
one to Murray, I think. Maybe one or two to Diggs and one to another guy where it's like, what? why did we even throw that? And it's that, like a line of scrimmage type of throw. And like the Chiefs are coming at him. It's like, why? Why are you doing that to your guy? Yeah, why aren't you checking out of it, right? Why aren't you checking out of that play? It doesn't look like it's, yeah, good point. The Bills never succeed on those wide receiver screens either, you know? Like they keep trying them. Good for them to keep trying, but they're not, they don't succeed. Like other teams will get like seven yards easily, maybe more if they break one. The Bills are lucky if they get two yards on those. Mostly, And this, and this game was probably one of their most successful games at doing that. <laughs> How are they so bad at it though? It seems like they've never been good. No, like they remember when we had Percy Harvin for a minute. Mm-hmm. Did it work then? It might have worked then. That's the last time I can remember. I mean, like Percy Harvey only played like six or seven games with the Bills, didn't he? <laughs> Before he went mm-hmm. out again or something. Yeah, I feel like yeah. it worked for me Makes in sense. Madden '96. And that was it. I can't remember the last time it worked for the Bills. It feels like it works with every other team with that with ease. And the Bills just can't seem Without to get it. Foul. Like yeah. a screen pass. It's like the Bills are the screen pass, right? Like I don't remember the last time I saw an actual screen pass to a running back where I'm like, that was a great play. What an amazing screen pass. <laughs> you mean you saw one today? No. Okay. No, I can't remember. Andrew Freeman writes, they won in spite of McDermott's horrible end-of-game management. Did he want to prove his defense could get a stop in the fourth? Also, if we can beat Dallas next week, we are so back. Yeah, absolutely. If they can get past Dallas, then it's just basically the Dolphins. And Well, I mean, is <laughs> I mean, we lost to Tampa and Denver and the, like, the Jets. Like, we got to beat all the teams. <laughs> we got to get past all of them. Yes. Yes. There's no easy games. The Chargers, may, I mean, Herbert might be back. Who knows? Hard hard to say. Yeah, good point. But lots of, I mean, uh, the Patriots, we just got to beat the Patriots, right? That that should be a gimme. That's the only gimme. Yep. Yep. But even then, they lost to the Patriots already. So The Patriots just beat the Steelers. Well, the Steelers have their own issues. Yeah, but they, gotta, they, they need to continue to have more issues so we can pass them in the standings. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, there's lots of teams. So like you mentioned, John, we are we are 11th in the conference at 7 and 6. So then that's because of their conference record. There are 4 and 5, and the only team with a worse conference record, of course, is the Bengals, but the Bengals have the head-to-head tiebreaker. So it doesn't matter what their conference record is ever. So then you're looking at the Broncos are 4 and 5, but it doesn't matter if the Bills have the same record as them. Because no matter what, the Broncos are the tiebreaker. And then the Texans are 4-4, four and four, so they're just one loss away. They have one more loss to an AFC opponent, at least. And they're where we are. The Bills or the, the Colts are 5-4 and four in the conference, and so are the Steelers are 5-4. and four. So we just need to – we need all those teams to start losing. The, the Browns are 6-3 and three in the conference. Jeez. I don't think there's any way the Bills get past them. Unless they just start, well, they're eight and five also, so they have a game on them. But at the same record, the Bills don't catch up with them. But if the Bills went out, if the Bills went out, they'll be seven and five in the conference. So they have to win out. Have to win out. Or if they lose, I mean, it's like the Cowboys can be that only game, right? Because it matters the least. But you still need the. Well, double, that, still that's still a huge. It's still a huge drop, though. It is. The weight is so, so competitive in the AFC. I mean, the Bills beat the Chiefs in Kansas City. Like, that can't be understated, right? Like, like I mean. Yeah, but they've done that three years in a row. That's all, that's also fair. Just can't do it in the playoffs, right? Like when. It... <laughs> well, that one time, right? Like, and then the one time was in Buffalo was like, there's no crowd. 
Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. Mike Graham writes, Diggs is not playing elite football. He has a lot of drops this year and doesn't seem to be winning one-on-one plays. Also, please utilize Cook in the second half. The man is good at football. But I'll take an ugly win. Keep winning. Let's get the AFC East. Go Bills. Colby Pleasants, he, he puts it, Colby puts it in perspective with Allen. The Bills are always going to be competitive and in, in the conversation of a playoff team. I think with Allen, like they're always in conversation to win every game almost, you know? Agree, 100%. Chris Allegret writes, finally won a close game. That's three and out after we got the turnover. That three and out after we got the turnover in the second half really could have ended our season. Give the ball to Cook some way, somehow. Where's Diggs? Sorry about all the negativity. Yeah, those all those three and outs in a row, that that was that was not looking good at that point. You know, Eric Wood said that in the pregame in the pregame uh uh, on the radio, uh, Bills radio, he's like, the Bills have to limit the three and outs. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. They probably will now. <laughs> that's, that's just a killer. Big Mike writes, AJ Epinesa was definitely missed today, making all of us suffer watching number 40 go flat in the front like a damn Ken doll again. <laughs> he did have like a sack. Didn't he have a sack? Hold on. It was, no, he had the one play where it it was a incomplete pass or the it, the initial rule was a fumble. So they ended up kicking a field goal. Oh, that's what it was. It was like a third down play. So he did have that one play. He had that one almost play where, you know, Mahomes was going down. He just tossed it up and it didn't go to anyone. But it didn't also get called for intentional grounding because there was a player within 10 yards or whatever. But, I mean, if he didn't do that, then he could have completed the pass and they could have got a touchdown on the drive instead of a field goal. Yeah. Point. Karen, hashtag let's go Buffalo, says Bills win every single game in total chaos from here till the end of the playoffs. (laughs) Hashtag go Bills, hashtag Bills Mafia. I hope it's not total chaos. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like my heart can only handle I don't, so jeez. I don't I don't wanna I I feel like I'm too young to die this from this heart attack from, from watching the Bills. But the red eyed Jedi says Gabe Davis should be benched, and I don't understand why they take Cook out of the game when he starts getting the hot hand every single time. Well, there's one point where he went out because he needed a breather. And that's when the offense really started to struggle. Did you notice that? I think it was the first half. Well, it must have been the first half because all of his yards were basically in the first half. Justin says, keep running Cook. Bench Gabe Davis. Mahomes is a crybaby. Kadarius Tony is player of the game. <laughs> Go Bills. Yeah, Wall of Fame, Kadarius Tony. <laughs> Alexandra Olsen says that they are going to, her hot take is they're going to get bounced the first round of the playoffs and McDermott will still be a mediocre coach. Uh, that also might happen. So that's the thing. The Bills could like fight and claw and scrape and like just barely get into the playoffs and then get bounced in the first round. That's definitely possible. Like I see both outcomes. I see them getting bounced in the first round and I see them making a ridiculous run too. Like I think both the Bills might get Daquan Jones back for the playoffs. It's a possibility. I'm not promising that, but his, his, uh, and that would be so much better than having Jordan Phillips being your starter at defensive tackle. Like it's such an upgrade. Is is Milano still on the table for the playoffs? The Milano, there there have been so like I forget it was like week four or five. I had uh, Kyle Trimble from Banged Up Bills on, and he was and he was pointing out instances where he's like most likely to come back is Daquan Jones. He's like I'm thinking it'll be around sixteen week sixteen or week seventeen where he starts to practice again. That's what he thought. He's like unless he has a setback, which is possible to have a setback for a pectoral tear, just like any injury. He's like, but if everything goes well, he could possibly, he could be back by week 16 or 17 or at the beginning of the playoffs, right? Now, what he said with Matt Milano was if everything goes perfectly, perfectly being the key word, 
we might get Milano back by the playoffs. So if everything goes perfectly, maybe, <laughs> maybe, which still I take, right? I would take that in an instant, the possibility that he might be back. Remember, Micah Hyde almost came back last season in the playoffs. The Bills have made, the, made it to the conference round. Yeah, hopefully Micah Hyde's okay. Yeah. Shiloh writes, we got lucky, but we were due because so many luck games went against us this year. Every game is a playoff game from here on out. That's a great point by uh, Shiloh. It's, it's, we were due. We're finally due. <laughs> Daniel Hirsch writes, I just want to thank Joe Shane for trading Tony to Kansas City so he could be offsides on the biggest play of the year for the Bills. <laughs> Dustin Hall writes, Frank Wycheck passed away today. Lateral overturned. Curse lifted? Man, crazy. Crazy that that, that, was, that was how it happened. Frank Wycheck, the, uh, the father of the uh, Music City Miracle, passed away today. That's young. What was he, like 50 maybe? 52? Jeez. 52. Wow. Why'd he die? I think he fell in his home. Oh, jeez. And was later found unresponsive, from what I understand. Oh, dang. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of jokes that you can make after that sad that sad story. Jeez. Wasn't that what happened with Bob Saget? Bob Saget fell too, I think, and hit his head. It was just like by himself when it happened. And when, At first when you were like the father... Of I'm like oh yeah because I'm like oh the player Wycheck can't be that old and then so you're like the father I'm like oh his dad that's sad but why would the curse <laughs> like holy crap Wycheck the music scene like that was him yeah I know right Jeez. that's young I thought that guy was like 32 <laughs> he was 32 when he made the Music City Miracle <laughs> feels like seven years ago eight years ago I said there's a lot more reasons to have for the curse than than Wycheck. I would I would argue that Thurman Thomas finding out he was cut over watching TV <laughs> would be a greater curse. That happened in the same year, right? Ninety nine. Is that what happened? He found out he was cut while yeah while watching. TV. Yeah, he's watching. Yeah, he was watching ESPN or whatever, and he's like, oh, I guess I'm cut. <laughs> and he's like, well, screw you guys, I'm signing with Miami now. So like that's. But wouldn't the curse this, like, predate the Super Bowls? And yeah, not, right. Not including that. It depends what you're. What you? Well, there could be multiple curses too. Dude, right? you're a conspiracy theorist, right? So, like, I read somewhere that the Giants said, like, the Bills were huge partiers back then, and the Giants before the Super Bowl sent hookers and blow over to the Bills to the hotel that the Bills were staying at. Yeah, genius. Well, the joke was on them because the Bills were also partiers, and that's. Also, possibly a reason why they lost. That's what I'm That's saying. That's what Mike's like, saying. Not just that Super Bowl, all the Super Bowls. Oh, all those. <laughs> well, maybe they like the Chiefs or the the Redskins called up the uh, <laughs> the Giants players. You got any advice? Yeah, had sent some hooker and blow. <laughs> also, like if you remember X Files, there was an episode where the cigarette smoking man, cancer guy, cancer man, aka, AKA cancer man. There was an episode where he said the Buffalo Bills will never win a Super Bowl as long as I'm alive, right? Yeah. And the the actor's still alive, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are we gonna be on a on a death watch for that actor? <laughs> Jeez. That sounds like a terrible thing to like hope for. <laughs> he gets letters, his I family feel like gets it's letters. The character, in the mail. Though, isn't it? Is the character still alive? Well, I mean, the, the, you need to the series has been brought back, and then it's yeah. like he 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 was killed off, and then but like when they rebooted it, then he was he was back again. So. Oh, really? 
maybe you need to write like a little mini episode where he dies because hmm. i don't think it's the actor i think it's the character yeah for sure that's the character well the character never died so there you go but and i don't think they're bringing the x-files back a third time <laughs> the curse well, i'm might... just saying john john could write a little episode and post it like hey here's my x-files episode i don't know if that counts because you got to go with like the the directors and the people who originally did the story because anybody could just write anything, right? Yeah, that's what they do, though. I'm gonna, I'm gonna write a story. All oh, the bills with the Super Bowl. Why not? Is that, gonna, is that gonna happen? You're the one that's bringing up the conspiracy about the dude who says the thing, and I'm saying it's the character, not the dude. Because I don't want to wish for a dude. But I didn't that. write the character. Somebody else wrote the character. Maybe that's but say the Cinderella is a tale from a thousand years ago that's been retold <laughs> five hundred different times. Right? That's my, all I'm saying. Like all those fairy tales have been just rehashed. Blah, blah, so you're saying so you're like, saying John could write it too? It doesn't matter. Yes, I'm not saying you need Vince Gilligan and the director <laughs> of that thing and Chris and, Carter and Vince Gilligan to do it. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> Fox Mulder back. <laughs> right, you don't need all everybody. I could, geez, I'll, I could write it right now. Intro, intro, uh, office building of the FBI. Smoking close man. Up, <laughs> close up of, a, of an ashtray. <laughs> First episode of the reboot. <laughs> a cigarette gets tapped, blowing more ashes on it. <laughs> you look up from the cigarette to see an old man. <laughs> Hair falling out. Skinny, no color. No color in his pull, skin. Pull back. Pull back reveals. Pull back reveals. It's Cancer Man. It's Cancer Man in his deathbed in the FBI building. <laughs> At that moment, Josh Allen throws a Super Bowl when he does jump <laughs> But not until you hear beep. <laughs> End scene. End scene. Fade yeah. out. Yeah. It's not that hard. I'll write, I'll write something up. <laughs> Did you see? Uh, I think I, I forwarded that meme to you guys. It was it was uh, it, you guys talking about the curse made me think of OJ Simpson, like as being part of the curse or something. For some reason, like the Bills drafting him or him just being associated with the Buffalo Bills, and it was like this guy. It was so funny. He's just like you could see him like clicking through his computer, and the the caption was like me finding out what OJ Simpson really did, and he's just clicking on. He's just like, oh my god, oh jeez. 273 yards against the Lions. <laughs> anyway, it's good. Anakin Skywalker says two week layoff after a crushing defeat in Philly. Seasoned on the line. Another another week of PR poison. Offense wins the race to 20. Defense wins it on the field late in Arrowhead. Never trailed. Huge W for McDermott. Hot take. Be the game that sparks the fire and the rally. Oh, man. Like, could you see that being like what it is? Like, I, I love what Anakin says there because I think that that's definitely a possibility. I think this could be, like Mike, you said this, this could be where they start a run, they go 11 and 6. And every team in the NFL, just like that season, was afraid to pay, play them because they had a perfect game offensively against the Patriots. And then they had another great game against the, the Chiefs. It just, you know. So I don't have to get into that. But yeah, that's what I'm hoping. So thank you guys all for writing in for those hot takes. Those were amazing. Um, definitely be sure to check out um, our uh, Twitter page. We're doing a couple of different giveaways. One for our T Public store where we're giving away a hoodie right before Christmas, and then the other one is uh, we're doing we're ganging up with the uh, ganging up teaming up with the uh, Erie County SPCA 
to get some uh, pets adopted. We're giving away a uh, Thurman Thomas signed jersey. So uh, hoping to help out that organization, help some pets find homes. Um, and if you've left us a review in this season, uh, you are eligible to win uh, a shirt from our T public store. So we're going to give away a hoodie next week. So make sure to get your uh, reviews in next week. Um, but I'm going to give away two t-shirts this week, two t-shirts to listeners. Um, Hey, real quick before I, before I announce the two winners, shout out to Stu McAllister, a guy who's, who's been listening to the podcast for a while. Who's, who's been very active, like, you know, on social media, promoting us and stuff like that. Part of the Western Michigan bills backer sent us some cool stuff to the, the CTW PO box, which was awesome. (laughs) So shout out to Stu. He won last week and he gave his t-shirt to a friend of his, who's also a listener, um, gave his, gave his shirt to a friend of his. He said, you know, give it to this guy. He's, he's good. He's good shit. So, uh, hats off to Stu. Wait, did he win before? And then he sent you that stuff as a thank you or no, no, he sent the stuff way before. So shout out to Stu. Thanks for the, thanks for that swag, that Western Michigan bills, bills, uh, backer swag. But no, he sent that before he found out he won. Wow. And you, you, Yeah. So but you made you you made me go pick it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just in case you don't trust him that much. <laughs> like Mike, take a big whiff as soon as like, you open the <laughs> let me know if there's what does anthrax smell like though? <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever see that movie This Is the End with like Seth Rogue and James Franco, like mm-hmm. all those famous guys from their movies? And like Yeah, yeah. Uh what's his name? Um Who's that? Who's that dorky kid that was in um, Super Bad? Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah. So Michael Sarah is like a total badass in that or that movie, right? Like he's everyone thinks he's this nice guy on screen, but he's like a druggie. Like it, he's like you know having like orgies in the bathroom sort of thing. And he goes up to one of these guys. He's just like, "Hey, man!" The, the other kid that was in Super Bad, the McLovin kid. He's like, "Oh, hey, Michael, how's it going?" He's like, "Good." He's like, "He's like, hey." He's like, how does this Coke smell? He goes, and he blows it in his mice. He's like, oh, dude. Oh, shit. He's like, dude, I've never done Coke before, man. <laughs> and Michael Sarah, who's like coked out of his mind, he's like, well, then you're doing some pretty good shit right here. <laughs> but <laughs> so you're welcome. Uh, so, yeah, like how that anthrax smell. Uh, so shout out to Stu for that. Did I ever did I show you what happened to me when I went to go pick up that freaking because no. like jan doesn't know the story but like you told like oh you got to go get he must have told you he was sending you something yeah yeah and you you only know him from the internet yeah only like from all the you internet. know for all you know he could want to wear your skin as a suit skin as a suit yeah right that's why i didn't give him my so address i go pick up the thing <laughs> but like i have to go into the post office late and it was like really it was snowing that day it was like my first snow of the year and i was like push the button to see if i can get into the peel box like push the button for like the handicapped door or whatever. So it stays open. So I'm like, I always go as fast as I can. I just hit that linoleum floor and boom down. Really? Yeah. Wow. Cause it was so slippery. My whole because... side of my body is like black and blue. Oh jeez. So really? <laughs> oh, well, don't show me the front of it. <laughs> Mike's unbuckling right now. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah, that's the size of a like, that's the size of a baseball right there. It's, you, did you fall? Baseballs, be- that's the size baseballs of a are bigger right than there. others. Size of a what? <laughs> did you say a, a dong? 
Yes. Yeah. Some baseballs are bigger than others, <laughs> John. <laughs> Mike, you, you could have shown us what, what it looked like to fall on your ass with the, keeping your underwear on. <laughs> you have to drop trowel. <laughs> That's funny. So you slipped because it was yeah. so because it was so wet from the snow, not because you were running in because you were afraid somebody was going to come after you. You just you, it, it's just you don't go there because you're push, scared. You're just trying to right, run in. Push the button and see if you can get to the peel box and back for the dark cluster. So oh. like trying to go. Yeah, yeah. You're trying to time yourself as if it's a yeah. a race that you made up in your mind. Yeah. Trying to stay young, man. Yeah, that's that's one way to do it. Until you break a hip. <laughs> yeah, it aged me quite a bit. <laughs> uh, dude, I tweaked my neck two weeks ago. It still hurts. It probably just slept on it slightly simply mm. off. <laughs> off a half a degree. And now I'm like barely checking my blind spots while I'm driving. I'm like, ah, I'm pretty good. <laughs> ah, yeah. New technology. I have insurance. <laughs> this happened to me while I was checking my blind spot. Literally. Oh. Like, I'll go to check my blind spot. Oh, my neck. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> We're doing this now at our age. Soon it'll be like I had an aneurysm. I was checking my blind spot. <laughs> so I'll do uh, the winners real quick for uh, the listeners to the people who have left a review on our Circling the Wagons podcast feed. So if you just search Circling the Wagons, you can find us on Buffalo Rumblings, and we have our own feed. So if you leave us a review there, you are eligible to win a shirt or giveaway from our T Public Store. So the first winner for the first T-shirt is Jonathan Gage, another winner. By the way, if you've done this before, like you're probably going to win again. Jonathan's won at least once, maybe two other times. So make sure you get your names in there. And the second winner is Margie Lube. (laughs) That's kind of a cool name. (laughs) Margie Lube. So you guys are both Margie and Jonathan, both winners. Make sure to DM me over Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, email us, ctwpod at gmail.com. Email us there. Um, by the way, I apologize. There's a few of you that have emailed us over the last couple of weeks. I'm sorry that I haven't gotten um, to you. It's just been a crazy couple of weeks, and it's going to continue to be crazy with the holidays coming. But know that um, I read those, and I really appreciate you guys writing them. I didn't have enough time to bring them up on the podcast because of when we post, and sometimes it's relevant, sometimes it's not. I mean, the sports world, I mean, anything before the Sean McDermott news was was relevant until that. And then it's just like, no one cares about the bills, you know, second half woes because Sean McDermott just compared nine 11 to uh, whatever. So anyway, well, he didn't just compare it. He compared it four years ago and already addressed it. Yes, correct. It was just brought to light that he did such a thing. And now he's addressing it again. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it suck? Like we've all had our bad mistakes at work or something like that. Like I've told the mistake of how, like I didn't report when I was part of the health committee at this job I hated, like I didn't report that somebody bled on the, on the um, manufacturing floor or something. And like, I didn't report it right away. And I was just like, you're old school, man. They were just like, yeah, just take care of it. Right. And so like, I got in trouble for that. And like, that wasn't, I, I wouldn't be happy if like I, that kept brought up out of the, out of the blue. Someone's like, Hey, weren't you part of the health committee? And you uh, didn't report it when someone bled on the floor or something like that. <laughs> or I forget. Yeah. I mean, it got cleaned up obviously, but. <laughs> got taken care of. Not with disinfectant. But no, 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 no. <laughs> they got wiped around. <laughs> Someone, a few people slipped on it first, though, though. So that we probably should. I probably should have reported. <laughs> people running to help the guy that just got cut. <laughs> um. So, any final thoughts before we end this? This was this was a, a lot of fun talking, to you guys. Um, appreciate everyone for li- uh, listening to this episode. Um, obviously, a great win for the Bills. A win that. 
if you asked me during the game, I would have said no. In fact, I did a, I did a, a, a poll like when it was tied up 17-17, how confident are you in the Bills winning this? And 86% of the people were like, not at all. <laughs> so um, I think we were all in the but same that, boat. That's a big difference from do you think they'll win to confident, right, too. So it's it's just... It's just, that was my fault. I should have said, do you think they'll win? No, no, no. I, if, that, if that was your intent, like, am I confident about something I have absolutely no control over? Uh, not really, if it's a tie score. I think another thing... I, I think they can win. Absolutely. I think it's semantics. Like, that question Agree. Like, meant yeah. either or... Oh, me. Like, just, to me, it's like, do you think they're going to win? It's the same difference. Yeah, I agree I, with I, John. I would have, I would have said no. It's not at all the same. I know technically it's not, but I think the meaning, the intent behind it. Listen, we same. just, and I think most people reading it would would have felt the same. We just have to come together as a podcast, like a certain group of people that did so a long time ago when they were in SEAL Team 6 and took out Osama Bin Laden. Why didn't they just use that? Why didn't he use that analogy? <laughs> SEAL Team 6, that's a great coordination teamwork analogy. And it doesn't have to do with siding with the terrorists. But anyway, again, not the biggest deal in my opinion. But if you were on the outside and you didn't care about the bills whatsoever and you heard somebody making light of 9-11, you'd be like, why would you ever do that? But So thank you guys all for listening. Um, signing off for John. John, here's the letter that Nate wanted me to go pick up. Doesn't the stamp, doesn't, you know what the stamp looks like? Sil- the Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> oh, wait. Isn't that what he put? Didn't he put the butterflies on all their mouths after he killed them? Isn't that, wasn't that his thing? I don't know. That's what the poster shows. And that's the stamp that you used? No, that's a stamp that one of the listeners sent to Nate and I picked someone up. Someone sent to me. Oh. No, Man, he's just like out, really cool, guys. When you tune out. You just tune out. John's been yeah. tuned out for the last half hour. <laughs> I've been so happy that the Bills actually won a game. That it's like I can't get enough. Well, actually, they, that, so that's another factor, right? The Bills have won every other game for a while, right? Which is something that has happened before too. But that's a little concerning as well. It's like, oh, they won a game, but they lost the last game, won, and then lost and one loss, one loss. So not the best thing to end on but sure that's the thing well i think the they could easily maybe this is the time where it finally start the ball starts bouncing the other way for the bills yeah and they make up for it it's all we can hope let's stay positive yeah yes <laughs> so thank you guys. i think you can still one more and be fine i think they can definitely do it Man, they just need some things to go their perfectly. direction if they do there's too many more. teams in the mix like i'd rather why, why can't they just win out they're, they have the team to do it. They, like, they're the, they should be the best team in the league, right? Could you argue that? They're the best team in the league. The Bills are the best team in the league right now. Um, Who's better than the Bills? Eagles. 49ers. 49ers. Some, okay. Sometimes. The, <laughs> name an AFC. Maybe the Ravens. AFC. Okay. Ravens. Name another team outside of the Ravens in the AFC better than the Bills. Maybe the Chiefs. Yeah. They just beat the Chiefs. But. They could lose to them. Dude, again. you played a hundred times. I don't know. I don't think you're getting my point. They should be a playoff team, right? Oh yes. The Bills have the sure. the Bills have the third highest point differential in the AFC. And they're the eleventh ranked team right now. They're right. amazing. Right. Yeah, and they are one they of the probably best need to they probably need to win out to make the playoffs, which is sad. But if any team can do it, they can because they're one of the best teams in the league. Mm-hmm. True. But they also, because they're one of the best teams that's out of that you know, group and they won their division, they're going to have one of the tougher schedules too. So that's the only thing that's not in their favor. Yeah, 
the, the remaining schedule. And those other teams that are seven and six probably have a lot easier schedule because they weren't good last season. I'm looking at the Colts, the Texans. Yes, but you can't take anything for granted. So let's, you know, I think they can win out and I think they will win out, but I don't want to take anything for granted. I don't want to count on other things happening. You're right. Win out. On that note, signing off for John. Go Bills. And for Mike. Go Bills. And for me, Nate, win out. Don't even let the tiebreakers come into question. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, mate. Um, well, listen, I give you, the whole show is called Circling the Wagons. Say no more. I love it. <laughs> more to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.